Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is CNN Breaking News. Welcome to The Lead. I'm Jake Tapper, and we start today with breaking news in our politics lead. This is a historic day. Within the hour, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is expected to announce a formal impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Multiple sources confirmed to CNN. Right now, Speaker Pelosi is meeting with House Democrats behind closed doors on Capitol Hill. At least 160 members of Congress now support starting impeachment proceedings, including even some from congressional districts that Trump won in 2016. The scandal involving President Trump reportedly pushing the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden and his son Hunter, clearly crossing a line for many Democrats. This afternoon, President Trump announced by tweet that he will release the, quote, complete, fully declassified and unredacted transcript, unquote, of that phone call with the Ukrainian president tomorrow. Two important caveats on that. One, This is a White House that has falsified information before, from showing a doctored hurricane map to promoting a video that an outside group altered of a CNN reporter. So who knows if this transcript will actually be complete. Second, the whistleblower's complaint about President Trump is about more than just that one phone call, according to members of Congress who have been briefed by the intelligence community inspector general. CNN sources said that the inspector general referenced a, quote, sequence of events. On that whistleblower, more breaking news this afternoon with the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, tweeting, quote, we have been informed by the whistleblower's counsel that their client would like to speak to our committee and has requested guidance from the acting director of national intelligence as to how to do so. We're in touch with counsel and look forward to the whistleblower's testimony as soon as this week, unquote. Let's go right to CNN's Caitlin Collins Caitlin, it's interesting timing, obviously, less than two hours before the House Democrats meet. The president tweets that he's going to release what he claims will be the full transcript of this call with Ukraine. Yeah, and Jake, the president believes that releasing this transcript is going to prove him right, that he didn't say anything inappropriate during that last known phone call with the Ukrainian president. And he says that's why he's going to release the unredacted, quote, declassified version of this transcript, because he says, quote, you'll see it was a very friendly and totally appropriate call where there was no pressure and, in his words, no quid pro quo. Of course, this is going to be released tomorrow, the president says. That's the same day he's set to meet with the Ukrainian president here at the United Nations summit. And releasing this transcript, Jake, we should note, follows an internal fight inside the White House over whether or not it should be made public. People like the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, were arguing they should not release this transcript because they say it sets a dangerous precedent for Congress to then argue they need to see other transcripts of the president's calls with world leaders, including potentially with Russia. But then there were people on the other side, like the Attorney General Bill Barr, who was saying that they should release the transcript because it will help dispel some of the drama around this situation and the scrutiny around this call, though that's another question because Democrats have made clear they not only want want to see the transcript, they want to see that whistleblower's complaint, which so far the White House has refused to send to Congress as well. That's right. The whistleblower, of course, saying that this is a sequence of events, not just that one call. The White House just issued a statement, uh, Caitlin. Uh, What does it say? 
Yeah, this is coming from the press secretary, Stephanie Grisham. While they're here, bouncing between meetings with world leaders, she said, quote, the Democrats continue to weaponize politics when they should be working on behalf of their constituents, which is nothing new. President Trump is working on behalf of our country here in New York City while they continue to scream the word impeachment. Nothing new here. So you're seeing there Stephanie Grisham brush off these growing calls for impeachment, though you're not hearing that same kind of confidence behind the scenes from White House officials who are realizing what a turn this is taken because, of course, especially with Nancy Pelosi and the news that she's been making in the last several hours. So they're starting to see something turn here, and they're going to see uh, essentially what the Democrats continue to say over the next few hours and whether or not they continue to push for this whistleblower's complaint or whether releasing this transcript is going to quench those calls. All right, Caitlin Collins traveling with the president at the U.N. Thanks so much. Within the next hour, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will speak publicly about the next steps for House Democrats, she is expected to announce a formal impeachment inquiry. I want to bring in CNN Sunland Serfani. She's live outside the Democrats meeting right now in Sunland. What are you hearing? Well, Jake, you can certainly sense the gravity of this moment for House Democrats as they filtered very quickly into this meeting behind me, this closed-door meeting that they will have with Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, where, as we know, she will announce to them that she is launching a formal impeachment inquiry. And top on many t- Democrats' minds, of course, is, okay, now, what are the next step? What does this next phase look like? Who will be um, investigating? Who will be push- pushing forward in these committees? And we got a little a hint of that from House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal, who said just moments ago that uh, he believes that the directive from Nancy Pelosi, and he did indeed just huddle with her, is that these six committees that are already investigating President Trump, they will continue to investigate President Trump, but now, of course, under the umbrella of an impeachment inquiry. So, of course, those issues, likely what House Democrats now are sorting through, trying to get brief from Nancy Pelosi and what exactly the next steps look like. And then after this caucus meeting, she will emerge and make a public statement uh, in, at, from the speaker's balcony, certainly a location significant of the gravity of the moment and, and signifies her authority in this moment where she will announce something, Jake, of course, that she has been so reluctant to announce for so long that she would be pushing ahead with his impeachment inquiry. Jake. All right. So I'm Lister Fadi on Capitol Hill. Thanks so much. Let's chew over all this with my experts. Uh, and let me start uh, with you guys over here. Uh, Christine, let me ask you, the president is now announcing that he's going to release the transcript of the call. Does that change anything? Does it force Democrats to, to maybe hold off on this push for an impeachment inquiry to see what's in the transcript? Well, two things. One, I believe that he'll release the transcript when we see it, and it's confirmed it has in some way been changed or redacted. I don't believe that we'll see it tomorrow. I believe that he said it. He thinks that'll distract people. People will think it's done. And then they'll come up with some White House policy or protocol that makes it impossible. One. Two, I hope it doesn't dissuade Speaker Pelosi and the Democrats, because I feel like for the Democrats, we've been waiting for the Holy Grail to appeal, the Mueller report, the, the whatever it is that shows everything in one nutshell. That may not happen. We need to deliberately go about the work of this investigation to know the facts. Nothing outside, mm-hmm. like what the president releases, should control what the speaker puts out there. The, the word that was used, I believe, by the reporter was authority. She needs to command this moment and drive it, and we can't wait for something else to to take it over. Scott, uh, are you hearing from Republicans that they are concerned about this? I mean, the allegations as they are, even from what Giuliani and President Trump have said publicly they did, pushing the Ukrainians to investigate the Bidens, are 
I mean, Judge Napolitano on Fox said that if that's what happened, that's that's against the law. That's a crime. Yeah, I'm hearing a few things. One, yeah, Republicans are concerned about this allegation. Number two, they think there's been a lot of hysteria, though, without knowing really what happened. Number three, I think they're all eager to see the transcript. You know, this whole uh, hysterical moment has bubbled up because of a whistleblower, anonymous, secondhand knowledge of the phone call. And now we're going to actually get firsthand source knowledge of the phone call when the White House releases the transcript tomorrow. So I think you're going to see Republicans remain in wait and see mode until they see the full context of what this allegation is, which I think the, the president made the right call in deciding to release it. And Jake, I just want to say almost by definition, whistleblowers are anonymous for an extended period of right. time. So that is not decreasing of the significance. Whistleblowers have the ability to stay anonymous. That is how the law and the statute is written. Uh, and, and what happens if it comes out and there isn't the smoking gun? I mean, none of the reporting has suggested that the president directly said, if you want the, the money, the hundreds of millions of dollars in aid, you have to give me this. And, you know, whatever you think of President Trump, I think he is smart enough to never say something that directly, uh, nor would he need to. I mean, the, in, the, the threat is implicit. Right. You're talking about the quid pro quo, yeah. which is the mm-hmm. president's hoping that tomorrow that that will be his salvation, that you don't see a quid pro quo. But you saw Nancy Pelosi today preempt that, saying the act itself, even picking up the phone and calling a foreign leader asking for dirt, regardless of whether you're holding uh, money, a ransom in exchange for it, is worth impeachment investigation enough. And don't forget, when it comes to the whistleblower, we now know that the whistleblower wants to testify later on this week. So it seems regardless of what we see from this transcript, the Democrats will be moving forward. Had we seen the president perhaps take this move last week when we first got word of this conversation, Mm -hmm. maybe we wouldn't be here today. But clearly, Nancy Pelosi, even though she's been hesitant, has been persuaded that this is the route she has to go. And instead, you you're out covering the campaign quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, 2020, uh, covering the Democratic candidates. Is there a thirst for impeachment among Democratic voters as best you can discern anecdotally? Yeah, what we're seeing basically is Congress coming to the point that the trail has been at for a little bit now. Remember, uh, it was five months ago that Senator Elizabeth Warren first called for impeachment. And you've seen almost all the Democratic candidates with the release of the Mueller report and like come to that conclusion, call for an impeachment inquiry. What Nancy Pelosi was doing was trying to protect those frontline majority making uh, uh, Democrats who helped who helped deliver them that win in 2018. Those Folks are not worried about the trail, the kind of base voter. Those folks are worried about districts that are Republican leaning. So they were looking at kind of a different type of threshold than we saw uh, from folks like Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders, who have come out for for impeachment. But I think we should we should know we should say what changed in the last 48 hours mm-hmm. for those majority makers, those freshmen who had won tough districts. This Trump was districts, a yeah. Trump districts. Yeah. Yeah. This was a new line that allowed them to 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 use the impeachment inquiry as something that was forward looking as a new action that wasn't caught up in the Mueller investigation, that wasn't muddled by what the White House has already kind of attacked them on. They think that this is an easier uh, thing to explain to their voters than the kind of murkiness of the past. And so that's why we have seen them actually go out and say, now I'm open for an impeachment inquiry. And that's a big step. That is a big step. And House Intelligence Committee uh, Chairman Adam Schiff just tweeted, as I noted earlier today, that uh, we have been informed by the whistleblower's counsel that their client would like to speak to our committee and has requested guidance from the acting director of national intelligence as to how to do so. We're in touch with counsel and look forward to the whistleblower's testimony as soon as this week. Uh, And we should know, and Scott, let me start with you, that would go to the gang of eight, which is the House and Senate, Democratic and Republican leaders. So Republicans would be able to hear this too. Yeah, yes, that's correct. They would be able to hear it. And I think Republicans in the Senate uh, are also looking to their intelligence committee to conduct 
the most professional or thorough investigation of this. I don't think there's a lot of belief in the Senate among the Republican majority that the House Intelligence Committee is going to do the job, the thorough nonpartisan or bipartisan job that has to be done. One other issue here, I think if they're going to continue to pull this thread on Trump, and obviously they're, they're now barreling down this road, if you think Republicans are going to let go of the arguments Trump is making about how is it that Hunter Biden came to be making all this money in the Ukraine and in China, I think you've got another thing coming. I think a lot of Democrats want this impeachment inquiry, but the one that's most imperiled by it is Biden. When you consider the body of reporting on what Hunter Biden was doing and the interest in it among the Republicans, you know, everybody's everything's coming out here and the Republicans are not going to let it go. And we should just we should just note that the prosecutor in Ukraine has said that he has seen no evidence of any wrongdoing by Joe or Hunter Biden. Christine, it's no surprise that Donald Trump will continue, whether it's this story about Hunter Biden or another one, throw fake made up stories at his opponents that we know we've seen it. We, I speak as a Democratic leader. We expect it. So if it's not this one, it'll be another one. You know, the president and Rudy Giuliani, his lawyer, have admitted that they made this call. Nothing happened. That's what he'll hang his hat on. But this is different than things in the past because he's the sitting president. He's not a candidate and he has admitted it. So they're not we're not barreling down some road to nowhere. The president created kind of the stop sign on the road, and that's where we're going. So we were just talking uh, about the majority makers, uh, the House Democrats from congressional districts that Donald Trump won. Next, we're going to talk to one of those freshman Democrats who came out today and called the allegations against President Trump a threat to national security. Stay with us. Right this second, House Democrats are meeting on Capitol Hill behind closed doors to discuss Beginning impeachment proceedings, one of the tipping points today, an op-ed in The Washington Post with seven freshman Democrats who are now backing an impeachment inquiry. Just moments before she walked into that meeting, I spoke with one of those congresswomen. Democratic Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin of Michigan. Congresswoman Slotkin, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Breaking this afternoon, President Trump says he is going to release what he claims will be the full transcript of his phone call with Ukraine's president. Uh, What's your response to that? How might that impact House Democrats uh, as you decide whether to push forward with an impeachment inquiry? Sure. I think it's a great thing. I mean, you know, I think the onus is on the administration, given what we're talking about here, to to sort of disprove what is being swirling around in the press. And again, the allegation is so strong that the president used his office to put pressure on a foreigner to provide dirt on an opponent. And we need to hear from them how that wasn't the case, especially after the president's lawyer came out on camera and said live that indeed we did reach out to the Ukrainians, indeed we did ask for an investigation of, you know, Biden and his family. So uh, to me, the onus is on them. I'm glad they're providing it. We also need to see the the whistleblower case, right? By law, the DNI should have already provided that. Let's provide that. Um, And I think, you know, we need to understand what actually happened here. Because the allegation, you know, I know we've had a lot of talk about impeachment for a long time. But for me, this is qualitatively different. As a national security person, it just, we're talking about the preservation of the democracy. And I don't want any president, Democrat or Republican, going out to the Chinese or the North Koreans or anybody and saying, hey, why don't you help me defeat my opponent in an American election? That can't be okay. Sources tell CNN that Speaker Pelosi is going to launch an official impeachment inquiry. She's going to announce it at 5 p.m. today. Have you spoken to her 
uh, about her plans? So uh, a number of us who wrote the op-ed, a bunch of uh, former military and intelligence officers who wrote a joint op-ed um, uh, this morning, went, spoke with her yesterday. This was before um, I'm you know, seeing the news that you're seeing, that she's apparently calling for an inquiry. I, we didn't discuss that, but it was very, very clear that she also saw the gravity of the situation, that we've been going back and forth on other issues for a long time, but that when it comes to national security, we need to be clear. Um, and you know, we're about to walk into a meeting with her. We'll see. We'll see what she says. Does it matter at all whether or not this transcript, assuming it is the actual accurate and full transcript, whether or not there is an explicit quid pro quo, whether or not President Trump brings up the hundreds of millions of dollars in aid uh, that the Ukrainians wanted from the United States that President Trump had been holding back, preventing them from getting? Or does the fact that that was the context, is that enough? So for me, the original problem, and I've literally introduced legislation on this, is if you are an American senior leader, especially the president, the commander in chief, and you go to a foreign country and you ask for help defeating an opponent, that is a problem to me. And I've drafted legislation months ago now saying that if a foreigner comes to you with dirt on an opponent, you should immediately have to report that to the FBI. So that to me is the original problem. A major exacerbating factor is if indeed there was this trade for security assistance. I think that's another major problem. But I don't think that's the only problem. I think that that original idea of going to a foreigner and trying to get that information, and again, the president's lawyer talked about it openly. So it's not just the security assistance. Um, President Trump, of course, won your congressional district by nearly seven points. Um, So this decision is one that might have political ramifications for you. The National Republican Congressional Committee uh, put out an email blasting you, saying, quote, Alyssa Slotkin uh, caved to her rabid base to back impeachment. Slotkin's decision to appease the radical left's hatred of President Trump over representing Michigan's 8th Congressional District will be the death of her career in Congress. Are you worried that this impeachment, supporting the inquiry beginning, it could cost you your job? Well, listen, I just didn't really take the political consideration as my first and only factor in making this decision. I had been uh, pushed and prodded here in Congress to support impeachment for a long time, and I didn't do it. I was judicious about it. And the most important thing to me is that we have to bring the American public along with us. And in the conversations and the hearings and the public presence that we've had from Congress, I will acknowledge it hasn't been clean, streamlined, strategic. And I think for me, um, I just I took my time in really thinking about this. But when this latest round came, um, I just can't imagine any person, Democrat, Republican, independent, um, coming out and saying, I think it's totally fine that a senior official from the United States, the commander in chief, go shopping for dirt on an opponent. And I'm willing to stand up and say that even if there are political ramifications. And all I can hope is that in my district, um, the people who elected me, the people who didn't vote for me, understand that I made it with the full weight of thought behind it and that I made it based on my personal integrity as someone who has served and had to make tough choices my entire career. Democratic Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin from Michigan, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. The fine line that Joe Biden tried to walk today with his statement on the president and impeachment, that's next. about politics. If we have to honor our oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, 
That's what we'll have to do. But we have to have the facts. That's why I've said to people, as soon as we have the facts, we're ready. Now we have the facts, we're ready for later today. That was House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who in about half an hour is expected to announce that the Democrats are beginning a formal impeachment inquiry into President Trump, according to CNN sources, a move which right now is backed by 161 House Democrats, but not all of them. Uh, let's chew over all of this with our experts. And, and Bianna, um, there is the risk uh, that we've heard uh, from, uh, from Republicans that uh, if they do this before the president releases the transcript, and this is probably one of the reasons why he's releasing it tomorrow, uh, they look like they're rushing to judgment. But there's also the fact that we know from Rudy Giuliani's own statements that he told the Ukrainians to investigate the Bidens. First of all, why was the president's personal attorney in Ukraine at all? Why was he in the middle of this? If, in fact, the president believes that Joe Biden or his son broke the law, you have an FBI. Why not have the DOJ look into this? Why do you send Rudy Giuliani? That's one. Two, you talk about the whistleblower, and we know from the complaints that it wasn't just about this one phone call. This is what Nancy Pelosi was talking about as well, that there were multiple incidents that, that this uh, uh, whistleblower was alarmed by. So it's not just from what we can expect in this transcript tomorrow. The president already suggested that he's going to be vindicated. Uh, many people believe this is not going to be a quid pro quo kind of uh, conversation. That having been said... You have members of Congress, even those that were reluctant, seeing and learning the facts that money that they appropriated mm -hmm. was stalled and that they, in fact, were not told the truth as to why that money wasn't released to Ukraine. So at the end of the day, I think this was a we've got to do something once and for all kind of a moment. And instead, yesterday on this show, David Axelrod explained the difficult situation Nancy Pelosi was in, mm -hmm. although apparently she has crossed the proverbial Rubicon, as Congressman Schiff would say, um, in that... There is a concern that an impeachment could politically help President Trump with swing voters, with independent voters, and guarantee his reelection in places like Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. This is why Speaker Pelosi has been slow to move to this point, because she did not want to motivate the Republican base and to turn off independent voters. What we do know is that the Republican base is already motivated. The Republican base already thinks the president has been under attack by the Democratic Party, and they are going to come to next year's election with that in mind. What they did not want was a situation where the Democrats were giving them extra motivation or turning off those independent or swing voters in between. What we have now seen in the last 48 hours is that Democrats now believe that this this is an argument. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm. This is an argument that they think that they can win on the merits. And so they are going to use this new Ukraine inquiry to say, no, this is not about Robert Mueller. This is not about the special and counsel investigation. This speaks to a larger issue that the president and his personal lawyer have already admitted and talked about. And they think that is a better argument. I think it's interesting. You look at the national security concerns and those Democrats who come out on that front. Yeah. That's very separate than the ones the squad is talking about. Right. That's very separate than the kind of moral concerns that we've seen from the activist yeah. base. This is a more uh, uh, kind of merit based argument that they think is better for swing districts. And what do you think is a good argument for swing districts? Because you were you were doing some interesting calisthenics uh, while Congress, <laughs> Congresswoman Slotkin was talking and liking some of what she said and thinking that some of it could be worked on. What, what's the best messaging for for uh, a Democrat supporting impeachment from a Trump district? Well, I think the best message is you have it. Forget the candidacy days, right? Those are behind us. You have the sitting president of the United States. Admitting to making a call. Mm -hmm. The point of that call was to compel a foreign government to get involved in our politics and play funny business 
with money Congress had allocated around international affairs. That is not the confusion of the Mueller report or what is collusion and is collusion even a crime. That is a straight line. The man who runs this country is manipulating our foreign affairs and manipulating your taxpayer dollars. I'm for impeachment to protect your money. And Scott, is there a risk for Republicans here? You talk about Democrats going too far. Is there a risk for some uh, Republicans in districts like, well, for instance, a, a, con- a Senator McSally in Arizona or Senator Cory Gardner in Colorado, places that are purple states, uh, potentially in Arizona, that they not be that they be seen as not taking it seriously enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that uh, out in the country in those states you mentioned and, and several others, the hysteria for impeachment doesn't exist in the electorate at large. It certainly exists in the Democratic base, people who are never going to vote for a Republican senator in a presidential election year anyway. I think they have to be seen as taking it seriously. But just as important to me for swing voters is they have to be seen to be measured and not give in to emotion when we don't even have all the facts yet. So I think that's why this week getting the transcript, maybe having some hearings uh, with the intelligence committees, that's when I think people have to uh, start to take action, not before you have that set of information. All the facts is good. It's hard to say Nancy Pelosi has been in hysteria about impeachment. She's been methodical, not hysterical. Speaking of methodical, Joe Biden uh, just moments ago announcing the only path he says that he sees forward if uh, President Trump, quote, continues to obstruct Congress. Take a listen. Donald Trump will leave Congress, in my view, no choice but to initiate impeachment. That's if President Trump does not comply with requests from Congress. Joining me now is CNN's Arlette Sines. She's uh, covering Biden for us. She's in Delaware right now. And Arlette, this is the strongest language we've heard from Biden on this, but still falls short of what we've heard from most of his Democratic colleagues running for president. Yeah, it sure is, Jake. Joe Biden didn't call for a flat-out impeachment, saying, making a qualifier there that if the president does not comply uh, with a request from Congress, that then he uh, will, there's no other choice but to pursue impeachment. And over the past few months, you've heard other 2020 Democratic presidential candidates calling for uh, a forthright impeachment process. The former vice president waiting a little bit further than he has before into this uh, today. And he stood here at a podium with teleprompters and flags draped behind him, trying to give off this presidential feel as he's trying to also contrast himself to President Trump, warning that the president, the current president uh, is engaged in an abuse use of power and that he believes he's above the law. Take a listen to what he had to say. For a president who believes he's above the law, pursuing the leader of another nation to investigate a political opponent to help win his election is not the conduct of an American president. Now, these comments from Biden are coming as you're hearing from more Democrats deciding that they do believe impeachment should be pursued. We'll see if the former vice president decides to go any further uh, in the coming days or weeks. Jake. All right. I'll let signs uh, traveling with Biden in Delaware and our own Jeff Zeleny reports uh, that Speaker Pelosi and former Vice President Biden have not spoken uh, about this impeachment inquiry the Democrats are about to launch and they have not spoken in recent days. Uh, The long term political gambles that some Democrats are calling for impeachment inquiry may face. That's coming up. Stay with us. And we're back with the breaking news in the politics lead House Democrats meeting this hour right now on all the investigations into President Trump ahead of Speaker Pelosi's 
expected announcement soon of a formal impeachment inquiry in the House of Representatives. I want to bring in CNN political director David Chalian and CNN's chief political correspondent, uh, Dana Bash. Dana, let me start with you. You're getting some new reporting from inside the caucus room, the hearing that's happening right now on the impeachment proceedings and how they might play out. What have you learned? Well, it's a moment in history, Jake. Uh, We are told by multiple sources that the speaker announced to her caucus behind closed doors, the meeting is still going on, that the House of Representatives will proceed with an impeachment inquiry. That is going to happen. She's going to say so publicly. Currently, she's telling that to her caucus behind closed doors. Now, how is that going to play out? What she said is that procedurally, not much is going to change. The six committees that have jurisdiction are going to continue the inquiries that they've already started. So there won't be one select committee which was discussed but then scrapped I'm told uh, in large part because none of the committee chairmen wanted to give up uh, their jurisdiction. They wanted to have a piece of this pie. So the six committees are going to continue. uh, But the Speaker of the House is going to announce, just like she did in private, in public, that she now supports this, which is a sea change from where she was uh, just a a few weeks ago. I think you can even say last week uh, on this issue. And, David, I think it's about 140 House Democrats supported impeachment before the Ukraine scandal broke. Uh, Now it's uh, something like 160. What's the difference? What's the difference between the Democrats who supported it then and the ones who support it now that are making the impeachment inquiry a reality? Well, it's such a good question, Jake. I've long sort of thought it was never about the quantity of Democrats for Nancy Pelosi. It was about the quality. And I don't mean good Democrats or bad Democrats. I mean the type of Democrat that was coming on board here. And when we saw those seven centrist moderates uh, write that op-ed in the Washington Post, obviously giving the speaker a heads up, these are the majority makers. This is what is so important to understand. You got to remember, 43 seats flipped from Republican to Democrat in 2018. 21 of them, the Democrat won it by a margin of less than five percentage points. And 14 of those were actually also won by Donald Trump in 2016. These these are the districts that give Nancy Pelosi the speaker's gavel in her hand. And so she was paying keen attention to when those members might move in this direction. And they did with this very discreet set of facts around uh, the Ukraine situation. And that has been the shifting underneath the speaker's feet here as to why she's in a different place now. Mm. And, and Dana, we know that Nancy uh, and President Trump spoke this morning. She said so at the Atlantic conference uh, just a few hours ago, talking about, I think the conversation was supposed to be about whether or not they can agree on any gun Mm -hmm. legislation. Uh, What have you learned about that conversation? That's right. We're just learning uh, from sources that the speaker told her caucus that she pressed the president, she used the opportunity of that phone call to press the president to release the whistleblower complaint. Of course, that is a big uh, underlying issue here, the frustration of Congress that the acting uh, director of national intelligence will not allow his inspector general to give the complaint to Congress as Congress believes uh, he is supposed to do. So she used the opportunity to press the president himself. We don't know exactly how the president reacted to that. And David, what about the the equation for Republicans? Some Republicans are going to be running for reelection in districts uh, where Uh, There is a sizable uh, Democratic vote, a sizable independent vote that who knows how they're going to swing. And, of course, some running for uh, 
Senate reelection in purple states like Colorado. Right. And Maine and uh, Arizona. I think those uh, political calculations are going to be a lot tougher if indeed this ball moves over uh, to the Senate, Jake. But remember, the great vast majority of Republicans in the House are running in safe Republican districts. They've tied themselves to the president and it seems unlikely they're going to move away from that. And this is why, as they go into this process, the burden is going to be on the Democrats to bring the country along. That's what Speaker Pelosi has been wary of. Nothing's changed on that calculation calculus yet. The Democrats now are going to have to bring the country along throughout this process if they're going to make their case uh, successfully to the American people. And just real quick, Jake, what I've been told that the speaker is telling her caucus privately all day today and even yesterday is that she does believe that this is different. She does believe the public will understand uh, that it is not appropriate for the president of the United States to be talking about a political opponent with another foreign leader the way he even said that he did uh, and that that is uh, a big part of the reason why she changed her tune in just such a dramatic way. All right, Dana Bash, David Chalian, thanks so much. Coming up, why releasing a transcript of his call with the president of Ukraine may not do enough to hush Democrats calling for the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Stay with us. Breaking news on our politics lead, that meeting between Speaker Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats about a, an impeachment inquiry into President Trump just wrapped up. Let's go live now to Capitol Hill where we find CNN Sunland Sarfati. Sunland, uh, what's the latest? What are you hearing? Well, Jake, certainly sources in the room are telling us that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is being very clear that this is going to be an impeachment inquiry. And certainly she is playing up the significance of the moment. She says, according to a source in the room, um, here we are, a moment of truth. Truth is what this has been about all along. And she went through, according to a source in the room, the history of the Ukraine situation, really laying it out for Democrats in the room, perhaps some Democrats that might be unconvinced still. But she said, according to a source in the room, this is a betrayal of our national security, a betrayal of our election. He's taking it to another level of betrayal. Therefore, we are moving ahead with an impeachment inquiry. And she's certainly walked through the potential next steps that we've been talking about on air. The fact that the six committees already investigating President Trump will continue to do that work, but certainly under this new umbrella, so to speak, at least in rhetoric of that this is now an impeachment inquiry. Now, Speaker Pelosi did just leave a few moments ago, and we're now seeing Democrats filter out through uh, this hallway as they're leaving. Certainly will be interesting to get their perceptions, but certainly the people we're talking to so far has said, wait to see Speaker Pelosi. She will be speaking from the speaker's balcony in a matter of minutes. Jake. All right. Southern Zafati on Capitol Hill. Thank you so much. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will speak any minute now after meeting with House Democrats to talk about impeaching President Trump, beginning the impeachment inquiry. We're going to bring that to you live. Stay with us. We have breaking news in our politics lead. We're hearing our first comments from House Democrats after they left a meeting with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi about an impeachment inquiry into President Trump, which it appears House Democrats are going to launch. Let's go back live to CNN Sunland Sarfati. She's on Capitol Hill in Sunland. You just heard from Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Minnesota. That's right. Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman from Minnesota, very outspoken, one of the House freshmen who very early on called for impeachment. Uh, she just emerged from this closed door meeting with Speaker Pelosi and said that uh, Pelosi made clear that she believes that President Trump has broken the law. Here's more of what she said moments ago. And she wanted to make sure that we understood that she feels the president has um, 
broken um, a law, and she wants to make sure that we are moving on um, impeachment and moving swiftly. What about how is this different? And that last part really also key, Jake, certainly, because the word swiftly means so much as many Democrats filtering out of this meeting want to know the timeline of all of this. Um, certainly swiftly carries a, a heavy um, uh, gravity here. The fact that um, the next steps are at this point still unclear. We know that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has told the six House committees investigating Trump uh, to continue to do so now under the umbrella of impeachment. Um, but then at some point, where does it go next? And I can tell you from people filtering outside of this meeting. That is the big question. Will we hear more from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi when she speaks um, from the Speaker's balcony in just a few moments? That, of course, key and certainly this next phase of this investigation now that it is an impeachment inquiry. Uh, these are going to be the debates and the conversations that many Democrats are having. We've heard in the lead up to this moment from this decision from Nancy Pelosi, uh, some grumbling, some consternation from Democrats. How exactly this will work? What will this look like? Will there be a select committee? Um, what committees will take the lead investigating? Some of those questions have not died down. Certainly Democrats uh, leaving tonight wanting to know more. Jake. All right, Sutherland, so many questions that we do not know the answer to yet. Will there be a select committee? Will the House Judiciary Committee take the reins on this? Sunland Sarfati on Capitol Hill. Thank you so much. Our coverage on CNN continues right now. Stay tuned for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 